This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. It's easy to assume that here in Australia we have communication down pat. But did you realise that 43% of Australians do not have the necessary literacy skills needed for everyday life? That equates to about 7 million Australians. Joining us this morning is well-loved Australian actor and host of the new documentary series Lost for Words, Jay Lagaya. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Tell us what we're going to see in this documentary series. It's a a bit of an eye-opener. It was a bit of an eye-opener for me when I signed on. Um, I wasn't exactly sure what I was uh, signing up for, but as the the show progressed because uh, it is over nine weeks and the premise of the show is basically we uh, got some volunteers from the general public. We had put out a call to get some students in so that uh, we could uh, we could test the theories out from our literacy experts, you know, and basically it was, you know, calling on people who had literacy issues. And we got eight adults, you know, and they were ranging from uh, age 90, uh, 19 to 60. And for me, that was a bit of an eye-opener to see such a broad range. And then over the nine weeks that we did this uh, the show, we found I found out a lot of things. I found out that I wasn't actually the greatest reader of scripts that I thought I was. But I also found out that there's a huge stigma involved in not being able to read or write. And, and I thought it was just interesting how we could say to people, oh, I'm really terrible at math. And we could get away with it. Everyone laughs and goes, yeah, we're all terrible at math. But when you say to somebody, I can't read or write, all of a sudden you're stigmatized. All of a sudden you're dumb or you're stupid or people look at you as though you'd miss the bus somewhere. And, mm. and this was the shame that these, the, the, this collection of, of, of students, of, of uh, adults had. And when I asked our literacy experts, so you're talking about 7 million, and she goes, yes, and you have to remember that that's not including under 16-year-olds because that's a different category. This is you know, Australian adults who struggle with literacy every day from simply from reading uh, you know, uh, maps to, uh, to you know, reading their dockets from the shopping, shopping that they do or, or even text messages. And, uh, and, and we follow the trials and tribulations of each of these individuals. And, and what I found was that you can't teach adults the same way as you teach children. You can't teach them by rote or by phonetics because adults don't have that attention span. So you, it has to be goal-based. So, you know, one of them wanted to learn, you know, to get his driver's license here back his driver's license 17 times and failed every single time. One of them just wanted to read a book to, you know, her her children. And uh, and I think, you know, there's nothing, you know, as a father myself, there's nothing worse than a seven-year-old saying to to your parent or to your mother or your father going, oh, that's all right, mum, I'll wait for dad to come home to help me with my homework Mm. because because you simply can't read it. So it was... You know, it's heartbreaking, but it's also, you know, for me, it was just as somebody who's worked in the industry for nearly 40 years now, I knew what they were signing up for. I knew that they were signing up for public ridicule because those people around them, you know, those those closest to them probably didn't know this dirty little shame, the this, this secret they were carrying. And, and I think the biggest thing I found was is that uh, being in a classroom of people who can't read or write allowed them to make mistakes out loud. You know, if you're a child that can't read in a room full of people who can, they're the quiet ones. They're the mm. ones that slip under the radar because they don't want to put up their hands, you know, and, and you know, to say, I can't read or write because children, you know, children are harsh. 
but to see these adults, once they realized that everyone was in the same boat, you know, they started putting up their hands and asking you know, just relevant questions that allowed everyone to go, oh, that's the answer. And they didn't feel dumb, which is, you know, which was just fantastic. Yeah, it is true that, you know, it is such a stigmatized thing, uh, levels of literacy, and you, you can't see it. It's invisible. Did you find that as the people that you followed in this documentary went on that they were, they felt less shame or embarrassment by the end of it? When I first met them, I mean, they were, they were, it was like a gathering of people who were about to go to the dentist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the apprehension in the room, you know, was palpable, but... You know, and you get two types. You get the quiet ones, or you get the articulate ones. One of the guys, uh, Mike, I thought he was a car salesman. I thought he was a real estate agent because he was so articulate. You know, he was so, you know, expressive. He, he was, you know, really on the ball as far as just, you know, uh, you know, expressing how he felt and, 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 you know, getting over ideas and stuff. And then you realize he couldn't read or write. He couldn't read or write anything. You know, I, you know, to the point where you had to record stuff for him. And, you know, and that was the thing about it was, is that as they got to know themselves, they got to, um, they got comfortable with the cameras and they got comfortable with myself and just the format, you know, then they started really opening up and, and, you know, putting over real case scenarios. Some of them, you know, um, approached the situation of not being able to read or write or having literacy issues simply by climbing up and, you know, simply one of them, you know, she's, a, she's the head of an office and, and so uh, market is her name and she, and she would uh, record all her emails onto her phone and then transfer it from her phone to an email because she knew that, you know, it'd been spell checked and then she would send it out, you know, and, and I, I just said to them, you guys are marathon runners because you go the long way around, mm. you get there eventually, but you know what we're going to try and do here is see if we can find you some shortcuts you know, uh, that will enable you to, to overcome your fears, you know, and, and try and, you know, and try and get yourself back on the wagon again. You've been a long-time advocate for early childhood education and literacy, not just uh, through your time on play school, but also more widely, like in your music. Why is it such an important focus of yours? First and foremost, you know, as, a, as an ethnic, you know, I understand that if you come to this country You've got to learn to read or write, you know, um, and uh, that reading, you know, and as an early educator, what I found was is that, um, you know, if you want to, if you want your child to be smart, you've got to read to them, mm. you know, and, and you, we're in Rome right now, so you've got to do what the Romans do. And, and one of the biggest things I found was is that, you know, you would get a lot of, you know, ethnic people who had, you know, English as a second language ringing the show going, you know, I think my mother would be great for this. And we had to tell them, no, this is a show about, you know, um, uh, Australians, you know, who can speak the language but can't read or write the language, you know. And, and so for me, the important thing was that, you know, um, that this is the foundation on which you build your life and your career from. You know, it's like um, it's like getting musicians who can't read music. Mm. You are shortchanging yourself. And what I found was is that people who can't read or write don't window shop. They, they don't browse because they can't read what they're looking at. As much as they go, this is great, this jacket looks fantastic, I'm not going to go in and ask how much it is because of the shame, because I can see the ticket there, I just don't know what I'm looking at, you know? And so, you know, they, they learn shortcuts, they learn, 
cafes have certain foods. So you can go in and go, can I get a, uh, a bacon and egg roll? Do you have bacon and egg rolls? Or can I have a big breakfast? Because they know that that's what they have. Or they point to food that goes past me. What's that? I'll have that. Mm. Because, you know, they can't read or write anything. And I think, for me, that was the great eye-opener was that, you know, even in myself, I found that doing play school, I could read or write, but my comprehension was terrible. And it was only when I started reading children's books, you know, to the camera and to kids, that I realized, geez, I've got to create word pictures here. So I've got to figure out why Spot has gone to the beach and what is he going to do to get back, you know? So, you know, so, you know, that, that was one of the biggest things was that we learned that just like people who get obese, um, you know, it took them five years to get that way. And like reading and writing, you know, this is not a cure-all, but this is, you know, what we're doing is giving you the tools that will enable you to invest in yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, the show is trying to tell people that not being able to read or write is not like having diabetes or cancer. It's not a disease. It is fixable. All you have to do is get over your shame and, and start to, you know, start to invest in yourself. What can those of us who are listening right now who can read and write well support others within our circles who might have trouble? I think the biggest thing that we've got to understand is that, you know, unless you put up your hand and say, I have an issue, it's really difficult. And, you know, and, and, you know literacy, especially with people who can't read or write, you know, that's a big shame because automatically you are placed in a situation in society that, you know, society looks down at you, but what do you, what do you mean you can't? read that, that menu or you, you can't tell me on the GPS where we are or you don't know what that road sign is. And so for a lot of it is it's simply that, you know, it's up to us to first and foremost to put up our hands and go, I need help because you've been in denial for such a long time that you're quite prepared to keep doing that because, you know, because simply you don't want to be called out. You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be that person who, Everyone looks at it and goes, ah, look, I'll, I'll read it for you because you're dumb. But it's not because you're dumb. It's simply because you can't read or write. Just like I can't speak Japanese, but I can learn to, you know, speak Japanese. I just need the, the proper material and the proper tools. And so for a lot of us, it's simply about not judging people. It's simply about going, how can I help you? What do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, you know, let, let me help you, which is the word. And you have to have patience because... As adults, we learn to read and write. We read basically by memory, you know, and that's the reason why when, you know, uh, parents, you know, when you're reading a book to a child, for them, it's like a scratchy, you know, Mm. because every time you read it, they scratch a little bit more off that page and they remember, oh, there's a, there's a duck in this, or there's a duck that's standing next to a red shed. There's a pond in there. So every time you read it, they're creating the picture as they go along. Hence the reason they will never let you skip pages because in their heads, they know what's happening. But as a parent, I've already read this book, so I'm going to try and read it fast, so I'm going to try and skip pages. No, what we have to understand is, is that just like a house, it takes a while to get the foundations down. And if you skip the foundations, then the house is not going to be sturdy. So we have to take time you know, to be able to have the patience, you know, and especially with adults, is to have the patience to just keep, doing the same thing over and over again until they get it, and then you can move on. Well, this is well worth a watch. Lost for Words, this is a documentary. It premieres tonight at 8.30 on SBS and later on SBS On Demand. Really appreciate your time this morning, Jay, and also that encouragement. 
Yeah, look, you know, there's, there's the old Chinese saying that uh, that the best time to, to grow a tree is 20 years ago, and the next best time is now. Mm. And for those who are listening to this right now, you know, do yourself a favor. If you're not willing to invest in yourself, why should we? So invest in yourself, you know, it'll be the best gift you can give yourself and to give, you know, those around you as well. Yeah, thanks so much, Jay. Not a problem. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.